0: Welcome to Church in the Basement, where we seek to see God more clearly and to live a life loving God and loving others. I want you to think about maybe a time when you were gripped by the fear of death, either for your own life or maybe somebody you care about. I know that's kind of dark, but for me, this moment was in Denver, Colorado, my wife and I, we had gone to be a part of a dear friend's wedding. And on New Year's night after the wedding, we were hit by a car as we were passing through a intersection. Um, And we were struck uh, on my wife's side of the car. And... As everything sort of settled, I got myself out of the car, everything was spinning, my wife was trapped in the vehicle. And it wasn't until uh, we had help come that they had to use the jaws of life to cut my wife out of the vehicle. Then we were both whisked off to the emergency room um, where I sat there in a bed Uh, Wearing one of those neck braces that are quite uncomfortable. And I was just gripped with this fear of where is my wife? And
1: is she okay? And that is a moment I will never forget where I feared
0: for the life of my wife. And the reason I bring this up is because where we are at in John chapter 11, Jesus and the disciples are facing two different kinds of death. And they have an opportunity to lean into the fear of death or to trust in Jesus in the process. And in this process, Jesus, of course, once again, graciously and lovingly invites his disciples and now us to trust in him, to trust in the king of the upside-down kingdom. Last week, we talked about Jesus' relationship with this family, both Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, that they were dear friends, that he loved them. And in chapter 11, it says this, it says, Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. And are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, but he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep he will recover now jesus had spoken of his death but they thought he meant taking rest in sleep then jesus told him them plainly lazarus has died and for your sake i am glad that i was not there so that you may believe but let us go to him so thomas called the twin said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that
1: we may die with him. This is remarkable. This is a wild story. So we see Jesus telling his disciples, Hey, we're going to wait a little while, and then
0: we're going to go back to Judea. So they are gripped with the fear of death, either for them, themselves or for their teacher, their rabbi, Jesus. They knew the Jews were out to kill him. They had just left, again, in, in chapter 10, uh, a moment where, where everyone got aggravated and they went to kill Jesus and Jesus sort of slipped away. So they knew they were enter- entering into harm's way. They were entering into a place where Jesus could be killed, possibly they could be killed as well. But one who they loved, a friend of theirs, was sick and possibly dead. The thing is, Jesus is all knowing, and he knew that Lazarus died that very day the day the messenger came to say he was sick. And now. After a couple of days after Lazarus has died,
1: he's saying, let's go to him. This fear of death is nothing to Jesus.
0: He has this precise timing in mind that I do not fear for my own life, is what Jesus is saying. But I go where God the Father has lit the way. I go so that light can shine and the darkness will be illuminated by the light that my glory can be shown. But of course, the disciples don't understand. He's speaking of the upside-down kingdom where the face value, the tangible things are less important and the spiritual things are more important. I want to draw you in to notice that Jesus uses this terminology that says, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. I go to awaken him. Then later he says to his disciples, because they got hung up by this, Jesus, if he's just resting, he'll get better, is basically what they're saying. And he says, No, you don't get it. Lazarus is already dead, but it's good that he's dead because now. You are going to get to see my glory. He doesn't say that outright, but we know from how the story plays out that that's what he's saying. You get to experience the glory of this miracle. You get to see who I am through what I'm about to do. But I love this terminology. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep because... To this king of the upside-down kingdom, the kingdom where the, the spiritual things, the spiritual matters, matter more than the physical matters.
1: To him, death is like one falling asleep, and all he has to do is wake them up. There are
0: so many times that, that we fear death. Whether it's walking outside, we are gripped with fear, driving down the road. After that car accident, I had a hard time driving down the street without some sort of post-stress as I'm driving down the street that some car is going to come out of nowhere and just wallop me. Some of us shape our whole day, our whole, f- our whole lifestyle around avoiding death and dangerous and deadly situations. And I'm not saying that that's bad. We need to be stewards of the life that we're given. But for some of us, fear grips us so much that it holds us back from the things that God is calling us into. And what we see time and time again, starting now with Jesus making this statement, saying he is the light and, and God is illuminating this way for us to go and see a miracle happen, see a dead man raised to life. So death is of no object to me. There is no fear here. He says it's as if this man has fallen asleep. We see this again in Acts 7. Stephen he preaches the gospel after jesus has has risen from from the grave at, at, after he's died on the cross been risen from the grave that that he defeated sin and death on the cross and then he rose to life showing us that through his death we can have life again and stephen is explaining to the mucky mucks of of the Jewish religion and the Jewish traditions. He's saying, you don't realize you just crucified the King, the Messiah, the Savior. And and it gets to a point in his presentation of the gospel that they, they gnash their teeth and they go outside and they stone this young man to death. And it says at the end,
1: it says at the end that he fell asleep. Stephen the martyr, a man who was brutally beaten to death because he shared the gospel. He fell asleep. That this wasn't his death. But this was where his physical being ended. But that's not the end. He fell asleep. Paul carries on this tradition in 1 Corinthians Let me read it here for you. I love this. I tell you this, 1 Corinthians 15:50.
0: I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery: we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and, and the dead will rise, imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on
1: immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on the immortal, then
0: shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up
1: in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Is that not amazing? That when, when these
0: physical bodies die, we simply fall asleep. And Paul goes one step further and he says, we are changed. We are changed. It's not that, that, that we enter into this permanent death, but we are changed. From perishable to imperishable. From mortal to Immortal. That through the death of Christ, those of us who walk in the way of Jesus and, and have submitted our lives to him, that we move
1: from perishable to imperishable at that moment. We simply fall asleep. And are awoken by Jesus. By Jesus. We live in that life right now. We live in that calling right
0: now because he has risen from the grave and he has awoken our our hearts and our minds just like it says in Ephesians 2 that the dead has come to life through the power of his spirit coming in and we get to walk in that life now but we at one point when we quote
1: unquote die we fall asleep and we move from perishable to imperishable I love In this text, um, everybody gives Thomas
0: kind of a hard time. You know, he maybe doesn't have incredible faith. And we see that he's he's called doubting Thomas because of some of his statements after Jesus died. Like, "I, I have to put my hand in his side and I have to feel the holes where the nails were driven in, right? Thomas gets a bad rep. And we're going to see him a little bit later sort of panic. As Jesus say, says, I'm going to leave. And and don't worry, I'm sending you a helper. Because Thomas goes, we don't know the way. If you leave, what is the way? And then Jesus makes that powerful statement. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I can't wait to get to that. Because it's one of my favorite things. Um, no, favorite moments in, in this gospel. But... We see Thomas at the end of this. So Thomas called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. So this this fear of death maybe is still gripping him, but his loyalty and his courage and his trust in who he's following is is so strong. And, and I don't think Thomas gets enough credit for his lo- loyalty and his, his submission to Jesus and what God has called, called him to, which is to follow Jesus, right? And, and he is willing to go and to die with him. Granted, maybe the faith disconnect is the fact that he thinks he's going to, when they go to do this, that they're going to die. He missed the whole point of what Jesus just said. But his loyalty to Jesus is notable. It's fantastic. And I think a lot of us could be more like Thomas. That we would be that loyal and that submitted to the king of the upside-down kingdom. There's one more text I want to read as we close up for today before we enter into this amazing story of Jesus
1: raising a friend from the dead. But this is in First Thessalonians. Uh, where,
0: where are we? It's four. First Thessalonians 4:13. It says, "But we do not want you to be uninformed. Brothers, about those who are asleep." Again, that's sleeping, right? That they don't talk about the dead as being dead, but has fallen asleep. To go on, it says, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not proceed those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them In the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always
1: be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. In these days that feel so
0: shakeable, I want to encourage you now. Would you trust in the King of the unshakable kingdom? The upside down, yes, but unshakable kingdom. That when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, through Jesus, you get the Lord. We are going to see Jesus make this statement that I am the resurrection, the king that you submit to, the Jesus that you follow after, the
1: one whose way you walk in as a follower of Jesus. You will be with him always. And death is not an end to that. That when you fall asleep, God brings you into new life. From perishable to imperishable.
0: Be encouraged by that this week. Let's be like Thomas. Loyal to the king of the upside down kingdom. Hey, I love you guys so much. Uh, I can't wait to talk with you again next week. You have a great weekend and we'll talk to you then looking forward to it.